This is Tova, and welcome to Operation Tube Top. It's a Monday night, and uh, it's been a few days since my last podcast, and I think I've decided that every Monday and Thursday will be a podcast. Hopefully Mondays will be just me, and then Thursdays will be with a guest. And I say Thursdays, hopefully as of next week, because I'm actually doing an interview on Friday. But I'll get to that later. And uh, again, welcome, and Please enjoy this latest episode. Uh, so, as I said, it's Monday night. The kid is in bed. He had a bit of a freak out, which is understandable, and I'll talk about that later. Uh, not the freak out, but the reason why. It's actually quite uh, an amusing story. And this one was, again, quite mild. Not a big deal. He's now hopefully asleep. We'll see until he comes running out and screaming at me or he's completely out of it. The husband is out, I'm at home, and I'm wearing a hoop skirt. And the reason I'm wearing a hoop skirt is um, A, because it's fabulous, and B, I'm a moron. So uh, I guess a few weeks ago I saw on some blog that hoop skirts are making a comeback, and not the huge hoop skirts, but little hoop skirts. Some um, designer had them at a fashion show and I guess they're kind of coming back into style you know rock it like it's 1880 and I decided to go on Amazon and I was like you know what just for fun I'll buy a little hoop skirt something that's quite small maybe I can wear it when I go out in the evenings once in a while and I can't do math I can't measure um when you buy things from China maybe it's false advertising so today at work, my hoop skirt arrived, and it was a small little package, and when I opened it up, it exploded uh, in my face, and out came the biggest hoop skirt ever, and of course, part of me was mortified. The other part of me was deliriously happy, so of course, I put it on. Coworkers watched as I pranced around the office in this thing and tried to fit through doors, knocked on office twins door um, and he was like what is wrong with you and it was just a huge amount of fun and then I brought it down to my friend's office just down the corridor and it's she's she can be you know she's much more professional than I am but she saw and she's like can I try it on (laughs) and I said yeah of course so she put it on and immediately she turned into a genteel lady. So there's something about a hoop skirt. I don't know what it is. It's a ridiculous amount of fun because we don't, I think, have to wear them all the time. So uh, I was able to shove it into a bag with uh, the help of some friend. Uh, the, well, I can't speak with the help of a friend. And my biggest fear on the U-Bahn today was that it was going to explode out of this paper bag. Brought it home. I showed the nanny and she was like, what is this for? I'm like, I don't know, but it's great. And now I'm wearing it and I can't see uh, above it. It's consumed me and it's fabulous. So maybe I'll wear it for a ball. 
Maybe I'll just wear it for drinking wine because, um, yeah, I feel fancy. I love this hoop skirt. Let me just kind of adjust. Uh, actually, as I was coming home, because I met a friend for a quick drink, and then as I was coming home, I walked in the front door downstairs, and our neighbor from across the hall, the mother, she was behind me. And then as I was opening the door, she was like, you know, we never really see each other. We never really get to talk. And I was like, yeah, it's great. And, um, she was like, no, we should, we should really get to know each other. And of course I didn't know what to say. So I was like, you know what, let's do something for Christmas. Let's, let's have Christmas drinks. Uh, I haven't told the husband yet because in his opinion, good neighbors are neighbors you don't talk to. So he's going to be pretty ticked when I tell him about the plans, but I have to say, I really do like these neighbors. They've got two wonderful kids and I, I wouldn't mind getting to know them as long as it's, you know, once in a while, not all the time. I do like my, uh, alone time. Anyway, that was a total random hoop skirt neighbor story. Uh, what's new in Vienna? Well, I, if you've gone past the Gotthouse or through Karlsplatz, you will see that little wooden huts are being put up, and that means that the Christmas market season is around the corner. And this Jew is excited. I love, love, love the Christmas markets in Vienna. They are just amazing and fabulous. You drink punch or blue vine and buy things you probably don't need. And I, um, as much as I absolutely adore Halloween, I also enjoy Chrismica very, very much. Uh, we have a big, huge fake tree that I bought a few years ago because, um, the tree that I would have wanted that's real wouldn't be way too expensive for the ceilings of this place. So we have this great fake tree and, uh, I just, I like the season. I like the idea of cheesy Christmas films and baking. And um, to be honest, it's really about the presents. Uh, but I love this type of time of the year. And Vienna just comes alive and the lights. And it's just, I can't wait. I mean, it's so fabulous. So I think next week is actually the opening of the Christmas markets. Which just, every year it just seems sooner and sooner. But yeah, it's just me being old. Anyway, what else is new? Um... Oh, right. So podcast, this is a podcast. So I sometimes talk about other podcasts, uh, all the time. I actually, uh, my friend Sarah told me to check out a podcast podcast that she had started listening to last week called dirty John. And I'd heard about it. Um, and I was like, oh, I don't know. And she was like, it's only, I think four or five episodes, 45 minutes long. You need to listen to it because I'm listening to it. And I was like, well, that sounds like a convincing argument I'm in. And I think within a day I had listened to the whole thing and I'm not going to give it away. I'm not going to spoil anything. Well, maybe just the beginning. It's, uh, it's well done. It's got that type of S town feel to it. Uh, the reporter has that voice. It's incredibly frustrating and I never ever want to victim blame anybody I know when there are um, abusive relationships, especially emotionally abusive, been there, it's very difficult to get out of. But this whole story is so frustrating, and I feel like you need to sometimes listen to your family and to your friends. And this woman who is kind of the main character of it, who married Dirty John, you just want to go, what are you doing? What? I, I understand there is still to this day such a, a terrible situation for women and we are so 
we, we deal with so much crap on a daily basis, but it was just very frustrating. And this is a woman who kind of runs a multi-million dollar company and maybe we're dumb in love. And I was telling my friend uh, the other day, we were discussing it and I was like, you know, if I was single and some really attractive guy was interested in me, I'd be like, okay, there's a scam. And she was like, well, that's really sad to think about that. I was like, no, come on now. I, I know, um, I probably will be single, God forbid, if the marriage ended, because I can't truly imagine myself believing that somebody would be such a great catch uh, at that age of pursuing me. I'm difficult. I'm not. Uh, I'm not a supermodel, and I'm not rich. So I think maybe I'm cynical, but it's good to be cynical sometimes. Um, total tangent there. But if you do have time, check out Dirty John. And uh, I think it's an important lesson to realize that you should Google people and maybe Facebook them and maybe find out more about them. And let's just say that I don't think there's any such thing as a freelance anesthesiologist, just putting it out there. So that was quite amazing to listen to. Uh, speaking of podcasts, the last one that I did was with Sadi such an incredible person and it was so much fun. Please listen to it if you get a chance. We really talked about a lot of different things about Vienna and about the different things that he is doing. And he talked about one organization called Not In God's Name and it's a not-for-profit and it's reaching out to children before they are radicalized in Vienna. And this is such a fantastic organization. Please check it out. Please listen to the podcast to hear what he talks about because he is younger than me, I have to admit it, and I literally felt like I was 12 years old uh, talking to someone who's had a very long life, so it was quite educating. So yeah, those were kind of my, um, my the catch-up that I wanted to do at the beginning, my intro. So let's get into a few different things. So Friday afternoon after work, I went home and I hung out with the kid for a little while. And then I headed to a big birthday party at this great place in the fifth called Schrei and Sune. It's a kind of wine bar deli in the fifth district. It's fabulous. It's owned by somebody called Lawrence. And I've been there a few times, always a fantastic place, always incredible drinks, great cuts of cheese. And if you like meat, it's it's all there. You can buy pasta. And it was a friend's birthday, so there was an open bar, which is moth to a flame for me. My plan was to go for a couple of glasses of wine and then elegantly head home. That did not happen. I ended up uh, turning into Liza Minnelli and having to talk to everybody about everything. But it was a fantastic night. I had so much fun. I got home around midnight. And, uh, this is what I post about on Facebook is that present Tova hated past Tova because the next morning I had a spin class and I had booked it because there's a new spin, uh, boutique in the fourth district. And I had booked it in advance, even knowing that I was going to be out on Friday and you have to pay in advance, which me to waste that money, I had to go and thank God the class started at 10 and not earlier, or I would not have made it. I kind of minced my way over to the fourth. It's about a 15-minute walk from where I live, and I was really excited to check out this new place. Uh, a couple of years ago was the last time I went spinning. It was because my friend uh, Katie and also Lauren, they had said, you've got to try spinning. And I was like, I don't need to spin in circles. And they were like, no, you're going to love it. 
And I remember going the first time and it was painful, but it was so much fun. And I felt so uh, invigorated. It's like clubbing for, I guess, moms. <laughs> uh, it was just a, a lot of fun. So I decided, okay, I'm going to have to go to this one. Even though I'm dying, I had way too much red wine the night before. I'm going to do this. So I put on my workout gear. I walked down and I kept my sunglasses on as I walked into this really kind of neat looking place. They've got these geometric lights. Everything is brand new. It looks fantastic. And I walked up to the desk and, uh, smelling like a, um, a wine bar. I was like, hi. Um, yeah, my name's Tova. I'm on the list. And the woman, and she was quite young. I mean, I thought at the time I was like, oh, she's 18 and she's wearing this big hoodie. And I was like, oh, she's helping her mom. That's nice. And she looks at her iPad. She's like, yeah, you're on the list. Great. You know, grab a bike. And I was like, okay, thank you. And I wanted to tell her that I was hungover, but I was like, no, that's not cool. So I dropped my stuff off, got on my bike, adjusted the bike, uh, tried not to die. And the thing was spinning, especially this place is called a uh, super cycle, but it's kind of based on the idea of soul cycle. So the room is dark. You got a disco vibe. Um, it's great because it should be dark because nobody needs to look at each other when they're cycling for an hour and doing acrobatics. So the woman who had been at the desk, who I was assuming was underage, walks in and turns out to be the trainer. And she takes off her hoodie and suddenly you've got this woman who is ripped and she could kill me. Uh, and I was like, oh, oh. Yeah, this is, yeah, you're going to be the trainer. And she gets up and she's really sweet and she's adjusting her headset and she's checking the sound, making sure everything's okay. And she's asking if everyone's happy, their first time, just really great. And then within two minutes, um, she's like, you better pedal, you better. Ah! And I was like, oh my God, who is this? What is happening? And it just, we just take off and we start biking and we're going crazy and there's a routine. And then I sit down at one point and everybody's kind of sitting down, still cycling. And she's like, I didn't tell you to sit. And I was like, why are you Satan? What is happening? And I'm pretty sure that as I was dripping sweat from every place, I can't even imagine the people beside me were probably getting a secondhand uh, drunk. But that was, that was insane. I have to say that was the hardest spin class I've ever been to. Yes, true. I was debilitated. I had had too much to drink the night before, but I, I have to say that I've never, um, I've never been in so much pain and agony and it's great. This is kind of why you pay to do this. And, um, afterwards I kind of walked slowly to my stuff. I said goodbye. I headed up the steps and I headed out into the, um, daylight and it took a long time to walk home. And then I got home, I took a shower, I went down, I went and laid down on the sofa and I was like, I don't, I can't move, I'm dead. And then a couple hours later, my butt started to hurt and not muscle in terms of, I'm talking like bruising. So I don't know if you remember those old videos from like the 1930s where the guy gets a cannonball um, hitting his stomach and it's slow motion and the whole body kind of ripples. I imagine that's what my ass looks like every time I'd sit on that damn seat. So several pounds hitting that piece of rubber. Um, I'm surprised I can still sit down, but I'm in a hoop skirt, so that's okay. 
So, um, yeah, <laughs> that was spinning. I have to say it was, it was amazing. I think I'm going to be back next Saturday. It's addictive. And, uh, this time I will be ready to go, hopefully, which kind of brings me to the weirdness that I experienced this morning and yesterday. And, uh, it, it, it I'm sure I'm fine. I'm not going to overthink it because I'm actually feeling okay. Or I was feeling okay the rest of the day. So yesterday when I woke up in the morning, I was actually a little bit dizzy and then went somewhere with the kid and the husband, which I'll talk about in a little bit. Uh, but the rest of the day I was kind of dizzy-ish. I didn't feel great. And then this morning I woke up and I was like, I'm a little dizzy, but I feel better. And I decided to go for a run and I'm loving my morning runs. I listen to a podcast. I just, it just feels freeing and wonderful. And I was, I had been running for about 10 minutes and then suddenly I got spots in my eyes and everything started to spin and I almost passed out and I was, uh, incredibly dizzy. And I texted the husband and I said, listen, I, um, I feel awful and dizzy. And if I am not back home in about 15, 20 minutes, you're going to have to find me. And as I started walking, cause I couldn't run anymore. I started walking. I was walking like a completely drunk person. It was terrifying. I, uh, it, very few times I felt terrified. And that was one, I thought I'm going to pass out on the street. This is awful. And it scared me. And I made it home and I took a shower and I just had to sit down for a little while and the husband's like, you shouldn't go to work. I was like, I have to go to work. It's just, it's, it's fine. And then of course I went on the internet to look up dizziness and according to WebMD, it's a tumor. So, uh, it'll be fine. No, I'm okay. Uh, I was okay. The rest of the day I went to work. I felt a little bit dizzy when I was, uh, on my way there, but the rest of the day I was okay. I'm not going to go running tomorrow, probably the day afterwards. And which sucks because I've been loving it so much, but maybe it's exhaustion who knows? Um, but it was scary and we have to take care of ourselves. And I hate that I have to take a break. As most of you know, I like to constantly be doing stuff. So, um, it's a bit of a wake up call. I'm just going to see. And if it doesn't get better in the next couple of days, I'm going to go to the doctor and figure out, uh, how to take care of brain tumors. It's not that I know that. Um, so speaking of yesterday, uh, when I felt dizzy, cause originally I thought the reason I felt dizzy was that I was, um, kind of, uh, I guess, psychosomatically protesting the plan for the day and the plan or the plan for the morning. The plan was that we were going to go to this huge indoor playground with the kid. So this was the husband's idea. And we've noticed over the last year or so that we can do more and more things. We still can't go on the U-Bahn, can't go on trains, but the kid is, you know, much more open to trying different things. And we've been taking taxis recently and he takes a school bus every morning. So we're trying to expand our repertoire. So the husband was like, let's go to a place called Bogey Park, which is a terrible name. And Bogey Park, which I've seen in ads for many years and parents talking about, has always made me shudder because I, number one, I don't like playgrounds. And number two, this is an indoor playground and the noise is amplified but I was like, I'm going to suck it up. This is for my child. I'm going to do it for the, for the child. And so we, we took a taxi at 940 to get there for opening at 10. And we weren't sure how he was going to react. So this place, Bogey Park, is kind of in this industrial business park. It's like something out of the office. And the doors open and we walk in. 
and the kid is patient waiting as we get the tickets and then we kind of go around the corner and he sees pretty much his dream come true and he goes running full speed and um it's a it's a rare moment to see his face really light up his face was just he was filled with joy and we were so ecstatic to see that and then I realized I was in an indoor playground so we took his shoes off took our shoes off stored our stuff and um the kid just went absolutely crazy and loved it he saw the ball pit and then he saw the slides and then he saw the jungle gym and then he he just couldn't stay still and it was incredible to see how happy he was he's incredibly physical he has so much energy I don't know where he gets it from um uh, but he, uh, it was amazing. And because I wasn't feeling great, the husband was the one in charge of going up high and following him because I'm a nervous mother. Do you see him? Is he up there? Where is he? Are you watching him? What are you doing? Watch him. Where I can't see him. Where is he? Um, I'm, I'm just a joy. So we, uh, so he ran around, then we got some French fries to share and some water and he sat down in the cafeteria. I think the highlight was seeing, uh, two grandparents sitting at the back of the cafeteria drinking mimosas and I was like yeah you guys do you and uh, it was uh, yeah we stayed for an hour and a half because it was getting super crowded and I was like this is a lot for him and this is overwhelming and we ended up putting on his shoes he was fine to go and we took a taxi back home and pretty much as soon as we left the taxi he started crying and we got home and gave him a bath because that's usually a good distraction. And then he was crying. The husband went to the gym and the kid kept crying and he cried for a couple of hours and I gave him some medicine. So I thought maybe he's in pain. We weren't sure. Of course, then I was like, did he hit his head? This is a concussion. I overthink things, obviously. So, um, he was fine for the rest of the afternoon. I think he was just overwhelmed. And he, when he processes things, he can either go a little bit, um, hyperactive or he can cry and he was fine otherwise, but I think he was just trying to process. So I think next time we go, after we get out of the taxi, we might go to the playground so he can kind of be back in something familiar. It's all a learning process for all of us. So he was exhausted and he ended up falling asleep at quarter to six, which is great because we had the evening to watch, uh, Rizzoli and Isles. Um, but not great because as of midnight, he woke up and then sat in bed and he does this thing where he knows it's, he's supposed to be asleep. He knows it's nighttime and bedtime and he'll sit in the bed and just whisper, which is terrifying. It's like a horror film. Um, but it's kind of funny because he knows he's supposed to be quiet. So he's just going to whisper to himself. And after about two hours of this, I was like, no, kiddo, you, you're going back to your bed. I cannot, I cannot do this. So I brought him back to bed and I guess he hadn't slept. Uh, he did not sleep for those uh, two hours because at four in the morning, I heard the floorboards creaking in the living room. And so I got up and I'm angry mommy and I'm like, oh my God, he has to be up by six to go to school. This is, uh. so I walk in the living room. It's completely dark, but I see him holding one of my socks and dancing on his own silently. I don't know um, if he's channeling Barishnikov. I don't know what's happening. And part of me was like, this is the funniest thing I've seen. The other thing was, uh, the other part of me was like, you better go to bed before I lose my shit. And he ended up crawling back into bed and sleeping a couple more hours. So 
when I talked about the freak out earlier this evening, it's understandable. He had a full eight plus hours at school. He had some therapy and he's exhausted. So, uh, when I know there's a reason for the freak out, I get it. And the best part was that he didn't, um, he didn't attack. He wasn't violent. He was just upset and trying to process. So it's funny cause there's different gradients of the freakouts, and I've noticed more and more he's trying to be a more, I guess, autonomous about it. He's not trying to attack us. He's not trying to be violent. He's just trying to deal with it on his own. So I'm very proud of him. I'm proud of him about the park. It's a huge step that we could do something like this. And, uh, we have to celebrate the little victories. So, um, I'm not going to celebrate the fact that he was, I don't know, Kate Bush this morning with my sock, but you know, good for him. Oh God, I'm so tired. So, um, yeah, that was, uh, that was kind of the weekend besides my dizziness. And then the, uh, weird ass morning when I thought I was going to pass it on Margaret and again, I promise I'm going to take it a little bit easy the next couple of days. I might do yoga in the morning and uh, maybe extreme yoga because I need to <laughs> keep working out. It's um, it's not good. <laughs> anyway, so um, yeah. Oh, I wanted to talk about my pumpkin soup because I posted a picture on Instagram about my pumpkin soup. I'm going to take a quick break and then I will uh, tell you all my very simple recipe for pumpkin soup. It was a first for me. I totally winged it. And I do promise that I will be blogging uh, this week. Again, I've been not able to update it, which I think with the podcast, it's kind of overshadowed writing because it's a lot faster to do this. But I promise to get back into the uh, blogging as well. A lot to do as always. So I'll be right back and then I'll tell you my pumpkin soup recipe. Okay, so I'm back, and this is my pumpkin recipe. Super easy. I've never made this before, as I said before. And I had some cute little decorative pumpkins for the Halloween party. So I took one, and I cut it open and sliced it just into big pieces. Uh, drizzled a little olive oil on top. Uh, turned the oven to about 180 Celsius. And, uh, for, I guess about 25, 30 minutes, put it in the oven and then just check to make sure it wasn't burning, stuck a fork in them and make sure they were done. And when they were kind of soft, took them out. And then I took up my crock pot. You don't need a crock pot. You can do this normal, normal pot and make it faster, but had the whole afternoon. So I took out the crock pot and, uh, two cloves of garlic minced, a kind of teaspoon or two of ginger, fresh chopped as well, an onion, and I took a cube of vegetable bouillon with a uh, half liter of water. The, I just chopped up, um, what's it called? Pumpkin. <laughs> what's it called for the pumpkin soup? So the chopped pumpkin was put in there, a couple of bay leaves. I took uh, some dried rosemary, it's about a tablespoon of that. No, less than that. Sorry, like a teaspoon. You can tell I measure. Teaspoon of rosemary, some chili flakes, a little bit of cinnamon and salt and pepper, and then just let that cook for a few hours in the crock pot. Then when it was time to eat, I took out the bay leaves and then I took the little juju, which is the immersion blender, but we call the juju, and then just blended it in the crock pot and then added a little bit of cream to it. So maybe half a cup, no less than that, a quarter of a cup of cream 
and just let it cook for another 20, 30 minutes. And that was it. And it was amazing. And I have another pumpkin that is going to be sacrificed probably over the weekend or next week. It's super easy, super cheap, and somewhat healthy. So go ahead, make my pumpkin soup. And I will hopefully be posting the actual recipe on the blog. This was the spoken word of recipes. So, um, yeah, that's about it. So the plan for the rest of the week is work as usual. And then Tuesday, so tomorrow I will be going to see Mosaic. I have to actually buy my ticket if there are any tickets left. I hope uh, people can make it. It's going to be absolutely fantastic, a Day of the Dead tribute. And uh, there'll be tequila tasting. I'm not a huge tequila fan unless it's in a margarita, so I might be well-behaved. And on Wednesday, I have to work later. Might be meeting a couple of friends afterwards for a uh, nightcap. And then on Friday, I will be interviewing Oliver Lehman, who is a friend of mine and is in charge of the science ball. So we're going to talk about the science ball and other things, of course. And on Saturday is another friend's birthday, which I will be well-behaved at, uh, hopefully. And hopefully in the morning, I will be going to spinning. And of course, the tomorrow will be the, I guess, the live launch of my Etsy shop for the callers. It's been a fun side project. Everything will be made to order. And so check that out on Facebook. I'll also be posting a link to that uh, in my blog once I finally get a blog post up. It's just been a fun thing to do on the side, and uh, feel free to purchase a collar. Please share with your friends, and uh, it will help pay for the kids' therapy and hopefully mine in the future. And, of course, with Autism in Vienna, we have uh, next week a therapy networking night. There should be also a Santa event coming up again in December at the Hard Rock Cafe, and there is another... Um, sensory friendly movie afternoon I believe is coming up as well so I'm still trying to do as much as I can for autism in Vienna there's just uh, lots of little things in the works uh, so hopefully I'll have some big news at some point um, but yeah keep trucking is what uh, my motto is right now <laughs> and uh, the great thing is to be able to share whatever I can find on the Facebook I will also be providing uh, hopefully this week or next week, a long list of links for people searching for support when it comes to autism and also planning, uh, hopefully an event for siblings of children who have autism, because I think it's a very important thing for the siblings to feel that they have a network and hopefully an adult event soon for people with autism. There's a lot of things that are kind of being worked on at this point, so the um, the Autism in Vienna is still continuing. It's just there's a lot of work in the background. And when I say a lot of work in the background, it's me at two in the morning waking up and writing something down being like, don't forget to write that person. Yeah, um, I guess the dizzying, dizzy spells shouldn't surprise me. Anyway, thanks again, everybody, for listening to this podcast. Uh, I keep saying it. It's just a lot of fun for me. It's a very easy way for me to share information. Um, I don't actually like the sound of my own voice, uh, but I do like my intro song. And it's been a really interesting, fun new platform. So please share this podcast whenever you get a chance. There are a lot more interviews coming up and uh, more stories on my end. So as I usually say, oh, and before I forget, next Tuesday is my talk for the American Women's Association 
about autism. It'll be um, lighthearted and fun, so um, don't worry. It's not going to be overly um, heavy. I hope not, at least. Uh, my speech is almost done in terms of me writing it, and I'll probably not follow that exactly because that's what I generally tend to do is not follow instructions. Uh, but it should be about 20 minutes long. It'll be a question and answer period. The links will be found on my Operation 2. Facebook page in the next day or two, also on my Facebook wall. Uh, so please come on by. It's 10 euros to uh, attend, and you get two free drinks for that, and the money all goes to uh, the Frauenhäuser of Vienna, which is a very important charity, and all the details about how to register to attend this event will be found in the link. So again, thank you for listening. Thank you for taking the time. Very, very much appreciated, and uh, a happy Monday, a happy week, and as usual, all I can say is um, toodles.